The following is a presentation of the Noise Space Network. Find more great podcasts at noisespace.xyz. We begin in Southern California three decades ago. Two wet souls were brought to this earth, separated by just a scant few miles and unbeknownst to each other. The fates kept them separate as they grew from brass whelps into homosexual young women with hard opinions about cheaply made processed foods. One of them, a black-clad warrior, fighting for metals heavy and corn syrups high fructose. The other, a living embodiment of no-calorie soda, literally begging the gods to strike her down where she stands, or at least strike her with a cease and desist order. Now the world has united these two to clash over their cheap foodstuffs, and we meet them here, the battlefield where they are destined for eternal combat. Ladies and ghouls, it is my pleasure to welcome you to Diet Coke and Lilith's House of Snacks. the hell are you doing lily it's been one week since our big baseball special one calendar week uh it's been one week since we talked baseball yep and the mariners are further in their schedule than they were last time and they're currently playing the Somebody else. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Indeed, currently playing the somebody else. They are currently playing Detroit. Uh, hey, Actually, this I think that game would be and uh, over by now. <laughs> uh, it didn't come up in our in our episode last week, but ballpark franks were invented as the official hot dog of the Detroit Tigers. Oh, hey, well, fun fact. Look at that. Hey. Yeah? I watched Jack and Jill last night. The Adam Sandler film. I didn't. <laughs> Is there another Jack and Jill that uh, I, I might be concerned with you watching? <laughs> I guess like even when that there was that weird fairy tale craze where they made like Jack the Giant Slayer and all those movies. I guess they didn't make a Jack and Jill movie then. So yeah, it is just still the Adam Sandler film. So what'd you think? I have to be I have to speak my truth oh my god Jack and Jill was fucking funny it's a good movie now listen I'm not gonna pretend there aren't some transphobic jokes in it uh huh but there was way less than I thought there were gonna be whoa there's only like two or three when I thought it was gonna be like the whole movie can we get Adam Sandler a retroactive like Glad Award for I that. I do think he should be given a Glad Award for only making three transphobic jokes. And jokes. <laughs> That's a joke. I don't believe that. Uh, here's the thing about Jack and Jill. 
Yeah. There's two things about Jack and Jill. As many things as you want to tell me about Jack and Jill, I want to hear all of them. I I wish I could remember the reviewer who said this. Maybe I'll try to find them. But one reviewer commented on the quote inexplicably committed performance from Al Pacino. And that is right. <laughs> Al Pacino was giving his fucking all in Jack and Jill. And it's not just the Joe the Duncino part. He's like the third lead in the movie is uh-huh. Al Pacino. He's uh-huh. a major character and he's very good in it. Second of all, if you're someone like me uh-huh. who enjoys the comedic stylings of Adam Sandler, yeah, even though you know he's kind of a shithead, yep. it's two Adam Sandler characters. You know what I mean? It's twice the Sandler, twice the funny. It's, it's a funny movie. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe I'm hearing this. The jokes come at you so fast and furious, and uh-huh. enough of them are good that it, it makes up for the bad. It's a funny fucking movie. And I, I really don't understand. And listen, I'm not just like some person who's like fully Sandler pilled. And like, I made you watch Grown Ups 2 because it's kind of, I'm laughing at that movie. I don't think that is a legitimately good movie. I think Grown Ups uh-huh. 1 is even worse. Like, there are definitely Adam Sandler movies that I think are very, very bad. Uh huh. I don't understand why Jack and Jill get singled out as the singular worst one when it's very funny. Can I tell you, like, the first line of this movie that made me laugh so fucking hard? Yes, you can. So, <laughs> is, so out of the, the Jack, the uh-huh. Jack performance of Adam Sandler, the Jack character, is uh-huh. uh, he runs, like, an advertising agency that they do commercials mostly. And so the first scene is him filming a... a uh, Pepto-Bismol commercial with Regis Philbin. And okay. <laughs> just, the movie just opens on Regis Philbin going, why do I have to have so much diarrhea? And it's so, I'll tell you, Regis fucking sells it so good. It's so funny. And then Dana Carvey shows up as the puppeteer who's playing like a, a puppet intestine. It's It's a very gross movie. And I think the grossness works for it well. It's it's funny. <laughs> you you hear you heard it here first. <laughs> Diet Coke is a Jack and Jill defender. Demented. <laughs> you are you are off the fucking deep end. Uh, it's so funny. <laughs> I I I expected at the very most like a, it's not as bad as I thought it would be. <laughs> you are into this film the other thing and this is kind of a spoiler the, but the thing that I didn't I assume you don't care if I spoil it I couldn't I wouldn't I wouldn't watch this movie with my worst enemy's eyes <laughs> uh, what I didn't realize is that the Duncachino spot is it's the final scene like it's like the, the whole movie is building to that and it is like the climax basically Emily. oh it's so good it's Emily. so funny I want you to turkey, take your take your mind back to <laughs> 2011. Yeah, we are before the transgender tipping point. Um, trans people are kind of just like barely even thought of. Yeah, yeah. In uh, the great American consciousness, so this is not a Rotten Tomatoes score that came from any kind of moralizing. No, it's not. <laughs> it's not. Three <laughs> percent. I know, <laughs> and I stand with the three <laughs> percent. It's a good movie. 
All right, clicking on the tomatometer, I need to see, oh, does, does Rotten Tomatoes not have a just show me positive reviews button anymore? Oh, that sucks. Uh, I'll tell you though, they got the, <laughs> I'm scrolling the until I find my first fresh. I've found one. Uh-huh. Jackie K. Cooper of JackieKCooper.com. Thank you, Jackie. Aimed at the kids, but provides a few chuckles for the adults, too. Even Jackie Cooper gave it a 6 out of (laughs) 10. A few chuckles for the adults, but it's aimed at the kids. Uh, Let me see if I can find another another, uh, fresh review. Oh, we got another one here. John Hazleton for Screen International. Won't make any new many new converts, but Adam Sandler fans will be plenty happy with Jack and Jill, a broad and endearing loopy family comedy in which Sandler stars alongside himself in drag and even more bizarrely, Al Pacino playing himself. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Al Pacino is so fucking funny in this movie. <laughs> this movie, like, listen, I understand that I'm not going to get people on board with Jack and Jill as a good movie. Like, <laughs> it's because here's the other thing about it. Like, the reason why I like it is because it's for true Sandler perverts. Like, Jill, like so much of the comedy with Jill is it doesn't come from a place of, of like, look at... I mean, some of it does, and it's shitty. I won't lie. But uh-huh. so much of it is not so much that this is, like, a gross woman who looks like a man. So much of it is just, like, this, this like, insane, over-the-top, disgusting human being who Al Pacino is inexplicably in love with. Where she's, like shitting herself all the time there's a lot of shit jokes in this movie there's a thing where like she when she sleeps she leaves a sweat imprint on the bed and then al pacino gets on it and sniffs it (laughs) sounds terrible it's disgusting and i love it it is just like it is so over the top just like sandler giving in to just like his most extreme comedic instincts and for me i'm like yeah give me that uncut shit this is so good but also, anyway, I got away from the point I was trying to say. I understand that I'm not going to sell people on the movie as a whole. I get that. I get that it's not for everybody because of uh-huh. the reason I just said. Uh-huh. But I would implore, and this this maybe it's not you, maybe it's not uh-huh. a lot of our listeners, mm-hmm. but I would employ the Al Pacino super fans to watch it because I do think it's a critical, <laughs> a critical part of his filmography in that, like... <laughs> the fact that he's so committed and that like not just that he's so committed but like he is funny on the movie's terms like he is funny in the way the movie intends and is trying to make him funny the fact that he can do that mm-hmm. i've been on a real pacino cake lately and this truly was like this was like a tipping point where i'm like oh al pacino is the greatest actor of all time because robert de niro wouldn't do this brando <laughs> wouldn't do this you know what i mean al pacino would do this it's so good. Jack and Jill is your tipping point. That's like, oh, maybe this Al Pacino. I mean, I was something. all, I was already, I had already become a pretty huge fan of his during this uh-huh. little Al Pacino kick I've been uh-huh. on. Uh-huh. But, uh, but, but Jack and Jill sealed it. I would say. Now, when you were saying like, I'm getting to a point. Here, were you at ever any point going to tie this back to the snacks that we were going to review today? Or? No, I just knew this could be good <laughs> chit chat material. <laughs> Oh my god, you have a movie illness that I think you need to talk to a doctor about. Regis Regis is so funny in it too, not in it as much, but it is his final film performance. 
I say a legacy to be proud of. Uh, he's very funny in it. Uh, I think it's also just like well put together. There are these fun framing segments where it's like documentary footage of real twins. Uh, it's a good movie. You know, I saw a uh, a very late in career performance recently that oh. um, I admired quite quite a bit when Ray Liotta was uh, really good in Cocaine Bear. You watched Cocaine Bear. I did watch Cocaine Bear. Cocaine I would agree Bear, with that. I have also seen really Cocaine good. Bear. Yeah. I, I got to hand it to, to my beautiful wife, Casey. She really called Cocaine Bear in that. Mm. I kind of didn't think it. I thought it was like, oh, it's just it's like Sharknado. It's like they're trying too hard to do the to be silly. I see. I, I, I from the jump, I was like, I don't think Elizabeth Banks is going to do that. Well, again, well, I'm here to say I'm wrong because I but, but what Casey called it was the was like a dollar store movie that found a genie bottle. Yeah. And that's so exactly what it is. Because mm-hmm. I will say this about Elizabeth Banks and that movie. Some of the action sequences are pretty fucking janky. <laughs> but in a weird way, that added to its charm for me. Like yeah. when um when O'Shea Jackson Jr. fights the guy in the bathroom, that is like maybe the least dynamic fight scene I have ever seen on film. <laughs> but it's like, it's still fun in a weird way. I, I, yeah. I, I, I was quite surprised by how much i like cocaine bear and i do agree with you ray Liotta was fantastic in it uh-huh uh-huh uh rest rest in, in peace perhaps rest mm-hmm. in pieces play that snack description oh shit i gotta tap back over to it i wasn't ready <laughs> <laughs> snyder's of hanover pretzel pieces honey mustard and onion flavored sourdough hard pretzel is a variety of sourdough hard pretzel flavored with onion and honey mustard, broken into pieces, and sold by Snyder's of Hanover. As the name suggests, this bag alleges that these randomly sized shards of pretzel have big flavor, but is that a big lie? Let's see. So you found these snacks. Oh, didn't find these. I... I, I proposed them to you, but they have been a favorite of mine since I was a wee little child. Oh, this was a dad's favorite snack uh, for like munching while watching the game. That is very interesting to me, and must be some kind of weird confluence of timing uh-huh. because I do really like like a honey mustard onion pretzel. generally like there's a few different executions of this is a snack that i enjoy a lot and is one that i'll look for but i had never seen these specific pretzel pieces but then Mm -hmm. once you suggested it i did see them at the store yeah so i i I definitely thought this was like a new thing this is this is shocking to me to find out that it's an established fave oh no yeah 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 since at least the 90s i thought this was like a new execution on a familiar premise and i gotta say i'm excited to try these because i think there's something, there is a certain kind of rustic appeal to them just being like broken up shards of pretzel that I trust so much more than just like a uniform pretzel stick or a uniform pretzel nugget or whatever, yeah. which is often what, what they are. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I do think that they have done a recent like repackaging because it used to be like a yellow bag. Interesting. But uh, but yeah, these are... Yeah, new look, same great taste is what it says at the top of the bag. So that does. Oh, it does, doesn't it? I never even noticed that. I was so distracted by the other big, like, uh, sticker type thing mm-hmm. that says big flavor. 
Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, I mean, yeah, they have to have been around forever. Uh, I'm a big fan of the Snyder's brand, just general. Their, sure. uh, their hard pretzels are really good. I think I've said in the past that I don't love a hard pretzel, and that is very true of a plain hard pretzel. Mm -hmm. Really honey mustard and, and honey mustard and onion, or sometimes it's just honey mustard. That, yeah. That's really the only hard pretzel flavor that I get excited about. Um, but that will. That being said, sure. I do think Snyder's is like the gold standard of of the big brands. That makes sense to me. I'm gonna pop these open, which yeah, you, they, as well. the people at home can definitely tell that I was already popping them open. Um, <laughs> mine is a fresh open for mine. Uh huh. Yeah, me too. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna pop one of these bad boys in my mouth. I haven't I'm had these for the probably a few years, but uh. Mmm. Mm. They delicious. weren't kidding. They weren't kidding. Big flavor. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not a big lie. Not a big lie at all. Oh, that mustard is so powerful in that. Mm. It's a big mustard punch. Mm-hmm. In a way that is like, frankly, a little sharper than I usually like with a mustard. I usually go for the yeah. spicy browns because they don't have that sharp vinegar edge. But like, this definitely tastes like a honey mustard that was made with with that neon yellow mustard, and yet it works really well. It's balanced very mm -hmm. nicely by the honey and the onion flavors, and by the flavor of the pretzel itself. I yeah. think uh, that is w a way in which Snyder's distinguishes itself is that it brings big pretzel flavor as well. Yeah, this is good as hell. It's fucking delicious. Uh, I remember, I remember uh, fond memories of watching, not really paying attention to the game uh, with my dad. And uh, munch down on these. Um, these honestly could have made it to the baseball special. Um, Truly. I was thinking that when I was looking at these. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, you know, any snack is a baseball snack. If you eat it while you're watching baseball. That's true. These are a fucking slam dunk. These are yeah. so good. They're a wood by wood eat. Absolutely. Yeah. That's I why I suggested them. Would call them a wood by and a wood eat. They're... So fucking good. Yeah. Have we gotten a would buy, or, or like a would not eat or a would not buy since the intro introduction in the new soundboard? Uh, the new soundboard? No, because it's just these last two episodes. Yeah. Um, no, we have not. We haven't, we've not heard that would not yet. Hmm. Okay. Perhaps our next snack we might eat. <laughs> I don't want to give anything away, <laughs> but perhaps we might on our next night. <laughs> Do you have anything else you want to say about Snyder's pretzel pieces before you move on? No, but they're good as fuck. They're really good. Like, they're, you said it perfectly. Like, yeah, they do kind of have that neon uh, uh, kind of vinegary, like, mustard taste, but, like, it's good. It's just, yeah, perfectly balanced. Great mm -hmm. snack. Mm-hmm. All right, let's hear that next snack description. Craft singles in your area. Bright yellow, flat as a sheet, square pieces of processed cheese are just dying to melt in your mouth. The other night, me and the boys were having a little get-together at Burgers and Brews, and then uh, Jeff dared me to call Craft Singles. I was a little nervous because I've never done anything like this before. But in 20 minutes, all our meats had a nice thick coating and we were satisfied. Thank you, 
be hard for a guy like me to find satisfaction, but craft singles slide right between my buns and do exactly what I want without complaints. I'm talking about grilled cheese, you understand. And craft singles aren't just interested in the fellas. Dykes like me can take advantage of them too. Kind of a skeezy little yeah. thing there. Uh-huh. Um, so we're reviewing craft More singles. More of a pop-up than a, than a snack description. Yeah. Um, why are we reviewing craft singles by because, themselves? And I'll tell you. So I don't know if you did this as a kid. But uh-huh. as a kid, a favorite snack of mine was just mm-hmm. a craft single straight up. And it's something that no. I know a lot of people do. There's the famous Simpsons joke about him eating the 64. Um, uh, they don't say craft for licensing reasons, uh-huh. obviously. But four indi- 64 individually wrapped slices of American cheese, Homer takes down in one go. Uh-huh. It's a, it is a snack that a lot of people love uh-huh. that we perhaps have a journalistic integrity to cover and Uh also that scares me and uh scares me the idea of eating this i that's i'm trying to i'm trying to push myself there you know i like you know like any other cheese that's been you know just kind of just kind of plain by itself yeah same same and i like american cheese same many other contexts i I would agree with both with both of those statements (laughs) This does not seem good. <laughs> no. Now, is this something you had encountered before? Is this something you did as a kid or at any no, point? Never. No. Had you heard of people doing this? No. Sure. <laughs> Wasn't allowed to watch The Simpsons when I was a kid. <laughs> Nor was I, but I did anyway. <laughs> oh, um, you. Yeah, I'm I, I I have I have a fear, but also an excitement. Well, if that ain't the show, you know? That's <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's what we um, do shall we go get our snacks I left mine in the fridge because I did want it to be fresh out of the fridge when we eat it oh I, di- I didn't yeah you go ahead and get yours okay. I'll be right back <laughs> okay I am back with craft single in hand uh huh that familiar shape that we all know that familiar plastic packaging hey I do love the other I, you know a lot of people context. will shit on American cheese outright yeah. I think when you're making a grilled cheese or you want to slap something on a burger there's nothing better uh-huh it's also good for like making a nacho cheese or something like that you can mix it with jalapeno because it melts so easily uh-huh not looking forward to eating it straight up I'll be honest nope when you when you when you are presented with it cold it's got that flabby feel it feels like a piece of plastic let's just say uh-huh. it feels like a piece of plastic in your it hand. does my beautiful wife Casey has a famous story of um eating a grilled cheese by her Mima uh, and thinking that something tasted off and then realizing halfway through that her Mima, she does call her grandma Mima, by the way, uh-huh. um, that her Mima had left the plastic Didn't on. unwrap the, oh, that's, yeah. that's unfortunate. Yeah. We're not going to do that. We're just going to eat the cheese itself. Yeah. How are you feeling right now? Uh, uh, apprehensive. I was shocked that you agreed to this. When you said you would do this, I was I was like, oh, I did not expect that at all. <laughs> I threw it out there as a pitch, thinking, surely Lily will say no to this. Uh, um, I mean, bringing American singles into my home is fine with me. Um, it's not like I'm going to have a bunch of leftovers that I'm not going to use at this point. Yeah. So I'm fine with this. Mm-hmm. 
It's it's the snacks where I have a bunch of leftovers I'm not going to use. Those that's when I get a little uh, flinchy about it. Yeah, let's let's just do it. Okay, yeah, I've, I've torn off a piece here and I'm going to put it right in my old gob. Here we go. Oh, I don't want. <laughs> oh, <laughs> unpleasant texture. <laughs> unpleasant. It's a perfectly fine taste, but it needs other things. But the texture of cold cheese by itself, of the cold American cheese by itself, it's it's very oily. It's. it's... <laughs> I think we have a house of snacks first. What? Which is that I, I did have to turn away to gag a little. <laughs> <laughs> now keep in mind, I drove. I drank the Peeps times Pepsi collab yeah. mixed with milk. Yeah, that didn't make me gag as bad you as didn't that was. Peep silk. I didn't gag, and you were fine. This I is a bridge too far. This, this is. I don't know how the hell I, and I I I liked doing this a lot. I I loved this as a kid. Mm-hmm. Now? Mm-hmm. No, that was not pleasant. That was not pleasant at all. <laughs> <sighs> okay. Well. Um, I, everything you said about it is true. Yep. The texture is a fucking nightmare. Yep. The taste is like rapidly goes back and forth between not tasting cheesy at all and tasting like the cheesiest thing you've ever eaten in your fucking life. Yep. And it's not good. This sucks. <laughs> it's really bad. This is it's bad. Really bad. This is really, really bad. Great for a burger. Bad for anything. Oh, fantastic for a burger. When it melts a little and yeah. it melts real easy. Oh, mm-hmm. it's such mm-hmm. a nice compliment. That fact that it can bring such sharp cheese flavor yes. without, you know, with whatever God knows what is in this. Yep. Is a is a miracle of science, and it's I think perfect for a burger, perfect for a grilled cheese. Mm-hmm. On its own, cold, not melted. Yeah, true nightmare scenario. True hell, hell, hell. I know from a safety perspective, you have to be very careful with this. But I've, I, I, I raw, I've eaten raw ground beef. I've eaten, raw, I've eaten lots of raw beef. Mm-hmm. Uh, lots of different kinds of raw beef. Uh-huh. That's a better thing to eat raw than American cheese. Is what I'm gonna <laughs> say. Now I have a story about American cheese to tell. Go for it. One time I was very broke. I was so broke uh, that I bought the cheapest kind of American cheese that I could find at the grocery store. And there is, there was at this particular grocery store, I haven't really seen this stuff a lot, but at this particular grocery store, if you go cheap enough, you will get a weird American cheese that doesn't melt. And (laughs) that was fucking weird. That was fucking bizarre. Um, I don't even remember. Like it was, it was like a new, it was like a different kind of cheese. I don't remember what the particulars on it were, but it tasted like American cheese. But if you put it on a grilled cheese or put it on a burger, it wouldn't melt. And That's fucked up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's not the right way to be. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you, I, I. Took another little slice of this and I I plopped it up, up atop a pretzel piece and I still wish it was melted, but it's it's wild what a world of difference that is. Yeah, because even the the kind of like 
you notice the weird fake cheese element. I, I don't and on the pretzel, it kind of hits scratches a similar itch as like cheese whiz or something like that, and it's not bad. Yeah. On its own, it just there is a certain transformative effect where it is the most disgusting fucking thing I've ever yeah. put in my mouth. Yeah. It's really gross. Yeah. Uh, it's a would not, it's a would buy, <laughs> would not eat. I had to stop myself from saying would not buy because I want to give this the worst possible grade possible. Yeah, but that's fair. I would buy American cheese by itself because I use it for other things. Yeah, uh, I am going to call this a would not buy because I normally do go for the cheaper brands, not the ones that are so cheap that they don't melt. They don't melt. (laughs) But there are a lot of cheaper brands that I do prefer. I do keep American cheese in the house for grilled cheeses and such. Uh Um, But uh, I would also definitely, definitely call this specific preparation a would not eat. Yeah, that's rough. That's rough stuff. That's rough fucking stuff. Uh, Shall we get the snack keeper up here? Hello. Hi. Diet Coke and Lilith. How do you feel about just regular, unmelted American cheese? Oh, do you have some? That's my favorite snack. Oh, good. Yeah, of course it would be. All right. I you love just, it. You just gobble it up, and, and then your mouth will be all sticky and gross for when you outro the show, which I would like for you to do sooner than later. Well, goodbye, ghosts and ghoulies. The House of Snacks is closed yet again. We'll snack you later. <laughs> For more from the House of Snacks, visit patreon.com slash house of snacks. That's patreon.com slash house of S-N-A-X.